Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast, and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. Happy Christmas to you. I hope you're having an awesome Christmas. I hope you're having a well-deserved break, enjoying time off with your family, friends and loved ones. I certainly am. I'm taking a couple of weeks off, so I've pre-recorded this in advance. And this year, for episode 193 with me, Alex Chisnell of Screw It, Just Do It, I thought I'd do a top 10 countdown to the most listened to podcast of 2019. So I put a post out on social about this um, a week, 10 days ago, maybe. um, And I put a selection of those most listened to podcast in no particular order. Um, and it's been really interesting. Like the top two places are only separated by 10 downloads. And if you go from episode 11 to episode 20, those 10 episodes are only separated by 38 downloads from the 11th to the 20th position. Really interesting. Um, I'm going to do a separate episode just on the commonalities, I think, because the top 10 um it says a lot about you, i.e. the audience that listens to Screw It, Just Do It, and what you're into and what you like and who you like me to interview, uh, and also gives me a lot of information about who I could look to get back on the show. That's a social post just in itself there, I think, um, which I will put out. Um, yeah, who you'd like me to get back on the show, um, what new guests you'd like me to get on the show. As always, do let me know. Um, and I'm going to do one the all-time top 10, because I had a little look, and that is a little different. Like, there's only two females in the top 10 now from 2019. There's a couple of more females in the top 10 of all time. So eight males, two females, um, and I'm going to dive straight in at number 10, is Timothy Armu with Marketing to Millennials. So really interesting chap, Tim. Would love to get him to speak at the Festival of Enterprise, April 28, 29, uh, this year at Olympia in London, which I am taking. Screw it, just do it to the national stage as content director for these two events. And the other one's in the NEC in October. We'd love to get Tim to speak because I think this is massively relevant, um, no matter who you are or what you're doing, but especially if you have a business or looking to start a business. Um, so they help brands distribute their videos on social. Um, different brands come to them because they want to try and engage uh, and reach different communities. And that's specifically on um, channels like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Um, they work with everyone, including the Kardashians, for example, which is insane. Um, but they essentially um, build 
these communities and these influencer networks. So it's incredibly interesting subject, incredibly relevant to our times. Um, and it's definitely something you should check out if you haven't already done so. So number 10 was Timothy Armu from Fanbytes. So I'm going to say something which might offend some people, but I think it's just real talk. Um, no, so at Fanbytes, what we what we do is we help brands to distribute their videos on social. So brands come to us because they're trying to reach and engage communities, specifically like Snapchat, Instagram, or TikTok. And we've built these communities and these influencer networks for us to be able to reach an audience in a very specific targeted way. We work with the Kardashians, for example, right? Like, you know, they come to us to help like promote, like promote their show. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) <laughs> like Kardashians yeah, um, but yeah that's pretty interesting um, yeah. but you know the thing is m- like most brands are lazy mm. like in fact most people in general are lazy yeah yeah, um, people are yeah, yeah like yeah. people are inherently lazy and so if it's like oh you know can you take that piece of content and use the exact same thing on Facebook Instagram Snapchat Twitter Pinterest um, Twitch Tumblr and TikTok like, yeah, okay, cool, right? Um, But if you can essentially change that, that's where you can really build something of like significant value. Yeah, so like all these numbers are just like bandied about, like I think recently I saw someone describe themselves as like a nano influencer. So now there's even like a nano, which is like zero to like 2000 followers. It's like, Jesus Christ. Fundamentally, Amazon is essentially like an online Argos. It's just like an online catalog. Um, so I think the mediums may increase, but the fundamentals of marketing still stay the same. I am not ashamed to say that I started it solely with a purpose of like making money mm-hmm. because I was like a 17 year old, um, living in like a council estate and I, and I had really just started to discover like the power of the internet. Yeah. So to me, it was like, this is my way out of essentially being poor. So number nine is Fit. The founders of Fit are Ian McCaig, Sammy Adami and Daniel Shellert. And these guys have become part of my everyday life because I use the Fit app every single day. Um, What do I do? I do yoga on it. Um, So I met up with these guys at the Olympic Village um, earlier in 2019 and love what they're doing. As you know, love my health and fitness. Um, I hadn't started 75 hard at that point. Um, but since I did, I was looking for a counterbalance to the running that I was doing really, I think. Um, and I had checked out the app, but it hadn't become part of my everyday life at that point till I started 75 hard till I was running every day, which is, you know, pretty high impact, um, for any of you who, who do running, who run. Um, so I checked out the app and basically what they've done is they've got a whole bunch of the most popular, um, fitness trainers in the UK. Uh, They've got them to film different classes and they've put them on an app where you can access them wherever you want, whenever you want, on whatever you want. I've even accessed it at a music festival in Rock in Cornwall in the west of, southwest of England, in a tent at about 11 o'clock at night when I was doing 75 hard, of course. And I had to go back and do my second workout of the day before midnight. So there I was leaping around in my tent, copying the routines um, on this app. So 
it has become a really big part of my life, like I say, and it's interesting as I look back through this countdown uh, this Christmas, a whole bunch of these um, people have become part of my life or the businesses have. Really, really interesting. Um, so massive thanks to these guys um, for creating Fit. I love it. And if you haven't checked it out, you need to as well. Couldn't be a better time of year coming up to New Year um, if you're looking to make a, a dent in your health and fitness goal. So do check out FIT, F-double-I-T. You know, the January rush happens mm -hmm. every year, February, yeah, people are giving up. And it's like, yeah. you know, how do we fix that mm. problem? Like using these three things that we've identified, how do we apply that to a product that can tackle you know that, that particular industry as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think all of us are the same. You know, we'd all we've all jumped on planes and lived overseas and mm -hmm. started other companies. And um, I think once you've got that sort of passion and bug for trying to do something mm -hmm. um, that you really enjoy, it's it's difficult mm -hmm. to put it down when you've really got a great idea. Well, you think you've got the great idea and trying to deliver it. I think there's going to be more innovation in the next three years in the fitness sector than we have in the last 30 years because a lot of the stuff that Dan, you know, Dan mentioned and Sammy mentioned about technology, it's all coming to a head now yeah. and it's going to create some incredible businesses. And I do think there will be a Netflix for fitness, mm. um, you know, it's some, you know, a, a platform that, that will be, you know, uh, as familiar as Spotify, Uber, Netflix in the fitness sector. And it's, yeah. you know, we, we hope, you know, we're, we're, we're that platform, but there's some other great companies out there that are, you know, building some really interesting businesses as well. So in at number eight, is Dr. Dan Reardon from Fitness Jeans. So Dan is one of the four founders of Fitness Jeans. Um, interesting, this was my first experience with regards to um, the use of DNA. So the episode was 149, How to Optimize Your Health and Fitness by Testing Your DNA with Dan Reardon. Since then, I've interviewed um, Lavi Lazaro from uh, Circle DNA and had my DNA tested. Something, again, um, whoever you have it done with, I'll thoroughly recommend to all of you. Um, it's been mind-blowing, uh, the results that I've had from getting my DNA tested. Um, and it's covered everything from how much sleep I need a night through to what um, vitamins I'm deficient in, what I should be eating less of, i.e. carbs. I have a high sensitivity to carbs, what I should be eating more of, um, oily fish like salmon, mackerel, things like that. Super interesting. Uh, every area of my life, um, I've got reports from, had two conversations with people, experts who interpreted my results for me. So this subject is incredibly interesting to me. Um, if you're into your health and fitness, which clearly a lot of you are, because a lot of the um, a lot of the interviews in the top 10 are based around health and fitness as well as entrepreneurship. So um, do check it out. Um, it's a really interesting episode, incredibly knowledgeable chap. Um, Dan is, he's a former editor of Muscle and Fitness magazine as well. Um, he's done a number of body transformations himself um, based on his uh, DNA results. So super interesting for you to, to have a look at. June 27th of 2013, uh, you know, for months we've been talking about when will we launch, when will we launch. And I was just sat there and I phoned Stuart and said to Stuart, time's up, we're going. And I put a post out, I quickly set up a PayPal link, put a post out on social media to say, 
you know, in fact, we had an email list as well, uh, email list and post to say, right, we're starting selling, this is the product, this is the big secret. And literally within, I think it was within about two hours, we'd sold about 12,000 pounds of products. Wow. Stuart called me, he's like, Dan, we don't have any DNA tests yet. So we were like, stop, stop, so we had to stop selling. So in at number seven is Camilla Ainsworth, founder of Milk Plus and still the youngest finalist on The Apprentice from 2018 and one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. Um, really enjoyed meeting Camilla when I, I chatted to her for this podcast back in uh, September. This was episode 165 and um since then it's interesting i mentioned a number of people products who are in the top 10 have gone on to become uh, a regular part of my everyday life and i have to say camilla is definitely in there as well it's probably not a week or two three four days don't go by without us uh, messaging each other having a chat um and she's very kindly come and spoken at uh, my entrepreneur summit in bournemouth uh, back in October and also back in October at the um, Festival of Enterprise at the NEC in Birmingham. And she's going to be joining us uh, in April at Olympia for the Festival of Enterprise as well. So um, she's just a genuinely wonderful person uh, who goes out of a way to help people. And she's doing amazing things in the business space. Um, doing incredibly well with her nut milk brand, Milk Plus. She didn't win The Apprentice, but she was spotted by the CEO of Holland and Barrett, who was suitably impressed with her brand, who then launched it in all 645 of their stores. Um, and she's doing really, really well with it. Um, I think she's going to do many, many more things that are going to be pretty damn awesome. And I don't know what space they're in. I think she's going to do them in a whole bunch of different um, angles, different streams. So watch this space is my words to you. And she is only one of two females in our top 10. I just tried to obviously utilize social media as much as I could because it's the most, I can say without doubt that Instagram for me is the most powerful platform. Mm. When I'm launching a new product, it's essential that I plan a campaign. You know, it has to, I have to do a build up, a countdown of the new, of the launch and getting people watching those stories and putting the countdown on, putting it in the calendar when the product's launching. It's word of mouth, that spreads. It literally is. I do, I, I do think that without Instagram, Instagram, Milk Plus wouldn't be where it is today. So in at number six is Graze's CEO, Anthony Fletcher, with episode 106, gained 100,000 customers in just 90 days. That's what Graze did when they launched in the US with Anthony as uh, CEO with a business that enjoys annual sales of more than 70 million. Um, I've certainly tried it myself, again, saying, you know, what, what I've incorporated into my life, you know, the nuts, seeds, dried fruit that they deliver in the post, um, you know, internet-based business, subscription model, incredibly interesting from, from a business point of view, being able to put that through, through somebody's letterbox it was revolutionary. Um, many people have looked to replicate that. Um, introduced Anthony to Jamal Easel, actually, from Change Please, another uh, guest of the show, one of only two-time guests on the show. Um, and literally within 60 seconds, Anthony had messaged him saying, come up to our offices in, in Richmond, in Surrey, and they'll um, have a chat and 
talk you through it. Um, so massive thanks to Anthony for that. Super interesting um, business, uh, super interesting chap as well. Um, and definitely if you're in the world of business and you're looking for different ways to monetize what you do, I would strongly advise you to have a listen to uh, this episode as well. I, I truly believe that I and Grays would not have been as successful as they would without what I learned at Innocent. Um, I think it was a good quality startup. I think it was a good quality scale up. And I learned a lot. Um, a lot learned a lot of good things. You know, also some things didn't work, which you take a different set of lessons from. So we're into the top five. And it's our second female, Juliet Barrett from Grenade. Episode 125 from £27 to £72 million with Grenade co-founder Juliet Barrett. So um, if you haven't come across their carb killer bars, you must have been living on another planet in 2019. Um, they're now the number one chocolate bar in the UK, I believe. Um, had the pleasure of meeting Juliet and her husband, Alan, a fellow co-founder, um, back at our Entrepreneur Summit in October. They flew down... Um, Alan flew their plane down, which is pretty damn cool, uh, to be here, for which I am incredibly grateful. Um, they also had to follow Jamal's talk, um, which is a hard thing to do, um, but they did it. Uh, they were very, very funny. Um, some great banter between the husband and wife team. They've done amazingly well for something that was meant to be a hobby, um, and they quickly turned it into uh, an obsession, as Juliet says. Uh, so... Again, just a really inspirational um, business story of how anybody can achieve anything, you know, to just have £27 in your bank account and go on to exit for £72 million. Um, And, you know, uh, Juliet's out of the business, but Alan's still very much in the business. He's still CEO um, and, and still growing this, this business all over the world uh, and doing incredibly, incredibly well. So it's a great story to listen to, some real actionable advice when he came and did um, the talk for us um, as well. When we sold that business, we actually retired. We went on this phenomenal holiday to like Thailand and Malaysia and stuff for like six weeks. But after a matter of days, we were both really bored. Um, and we were in the pool in Malaysia and we just said, look, you know, we've got to, we've got to do grenade now. Um, and the rest is sort of history. So it was meant to be a hobby. We were meant to be able to do it from wherever we were in the world, but, you know, it very quickly turned into an obsession. You know, we rocked up to the NEC in Birmingham sort of two months after starting trading with a tank um, as our booze because we didn't have the budget of other big booze. And we got noticed by the diet and wellness buyer from GNC in the U.S. Um, and three weeks later, we got an email from him saying, look, I see loads of products. I love your products. I want to list it. And we were like, yay, great, we've got a listing in the US. But what we didn't realize is we didn't have a team over there. We didn't have FDA import licenses. We had no marketing over there, no infrastructure, but we still did it. And 11 months later, we were on shelves in GNT in the US. This isn't a sob story because I wouldn't change anything, but Grenade was our life. So every holiday that we used to go on was a business trip that we managed to tap a couple of days onto the end most of our friends were through the business. Um, you know, we didn't have a family because Grenade was our baby. So we we definitely made compromises, but I just wouldn't change anything. But we did have very, very clearly defined roles because I think if you're going into a business and sort of doing the same thing as your partner, you're going to end up killing each other. 
there's no better time to start your business than now. And I know everyone sort of moans about Brexit and agrees that it's a bit of a dodgy time. But, you know, entrepreneurs can make anything work. So don't wait for us to get all this sort of Brexit stuff sorted out. Just crack on and, you know, create your own futures, really. So in at number four is Antlers Magnus Grimmeland. So one of these, um, another one of these episodes that has impacted my life in so many ways. So after interviewing um, Magnus back in spring, early summer um, for episode 137, What Makes uh, a Great Founder, uh, Magnus asked me to become an advisor for Antler and I accepted incredibly interesting business I've since gone to Amsterdam and released one of our more recent podcasts on watching what's called their demo day there which are their startups pitching for investment after having already had investment from Antler themselves. So they're a global startup generator. Um, incredibly interesting business model. Again, um, if you are looking to start a business, but you you don't necessarily know how to, you, you don't have a co-founder, you might not necessarily have an idea. These guys have taken the best from the world's accelerators, um, from the best um, VC funds, put that all together into a mix, attracted the top talent and have created some amazing companies already. I'm in conversation with loads of them, <laughs> but um, you know they've got cohorts all over the world now from Stockholm to Sydney and um, Magnus, incredibly impressive guy. And I couldn't say no to being an advisor. And who, who knew at the time that that would, my connection with Antler would, then lead me to actually launching my first podcast course. I had no intention of launching my first podcast course this year. I thought about it a number of times, but it wasn't on the agenda. But I started advising um, a couple of entrepreneurs at the London cohort called Avid um, and since launched my first podcast course for those of you who are uh, looking to launch their own podcast. So um, massive part of my life and massive thank you to Antler and to Magnus. The fundamental reason for why most startups fail is that it's it's literally not the right co-founding team um, uh, that, that starts off to begin with, right? And it's also one of the biggest challenges you have as, as a great founder is to find, you know, co-founders with those other skills that you need to build a great team and a great business. Many times you're close to bankruptcy. Many times there are other big issues. And great founders, they uh, they find a way through that. And that tenacity is critical. Sometimes, you know, teams succeed not because they were the best one or not because uh, they had the best business model, but just because they didn't give up. Right. We are into the top three which are the top three most listened to Screw It, Just Do It podcast episodes of 2019. Number three, the funniest podcast that I had in 2019 without a shadow of a doubt. Also, the most highly edited due to the number of F-bombs that were exploding left, right and centre was my chat with James Haskell, 
former uh, England and British Lion and Northampton Wasp England rugby player um, and now a contestant, shall I say, in I'm a Celebrity, uh, get me out of here. So caught James at a really interesting time in his life. He just retired um, from rugby as a professional player. It's all he'd known for many years. He'd still dipped his toe in the entrepreneurial waters a few times, um, having his own health fitness business. He's been no short, no end of offers since retiring. Um, He's since we did this podcast, um, dedicated himself to becoming an MMA fighter. He then went into the jungle um, on I'm a Celebrity. But it, it struck me during the interview that what his passion was happened to be DJing. So I don't know if that's something that he's continued to pursue, but that's just the... Uh, my gut instinct chatting to him, that's what he seemed most passionate about. That's what he seemed his energy really went up a level, was talking about that. Um, and as a huge rugby fan myself, it was an absolute privilege to to interview him, really enjoyed it. Um, and it's just a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, um, number 147, James Haskell, England rugby player and entrepreneur, go check out the full episode. You know, I never wanted to be a rugby player. And 18 years later, we are where we are. You know, everything I kind of do is, is is based on my passions, and it's trying to navigate those waters of only doing things you're interested in. Because you'll, you know, the the people who are super successful in life, more often than not, the people I meet, the people you you talk to, are people who started a business because they absolutely love doing it, and as a byproduct, they made a load of, a load of cash. You know, a, a lot of people who desperate to make money, go out there to make money, you're interested in doing stuff, they, they often fail. So I'm entrepreneurial in the areas that I want to want to do. By entrepreneur, I, I kind of see it as someone that takes the ball by the horns, understands self-motivation, self-discipline, hard work, you know, uh, the ability to, to uh, you know, take steps forward, to, to reach out to people and, and build and self-develop. And I sort of don't have an identity at the moment. So it's a bit of a weird situation. You know, I'm pretty happy with life. I'm enjoying my summer. I'm doing very different training than I've done before. Um, I'm the, the sort of the leanest and lightest I've been in a number of years, but I find every time I get, you know, talk about rugby or get involved in rugby or see rugby that I get pangs of kind of, um, you know, missing it, uh, melancholy, I would describe it as. So it is odd. And, and, I don't know, you know, uh, to be 34 and, and retired and be known as former anything is a very weird situation to be in. So I'm very desperate to be something else. So we are down to the final two, the top two most listened to episodes of Screw It, Just Do It in 2019. I have had to re-record my my message on who is number one and who's number two in the last 48 hours before this goes live on uh, Christmas Day when you are listening to it because there's been a change at the top. Indeed, there has. So since I put out the post on social saying these are the top 10 most listened to tracks um, of 2019 and there are only, I think at the time, half a dozen downloads between the top two. Um, there haven't been any other changes in the top 10 
No one else has made it from 11 to 20 or beyond into the top 10, despite that only being 35 downloads between number 11 and number 20. But the order has stayed the same, except interestingly for positions one and two. So shall I reveal all? I think I better. So the change at the top has seen Number two is, I'm not gonna do a Dermot, I promise, I promise, I promise, I'm not gonna do a Dermot O'Leary. Uh, number two is Roger. Roger, who's it gonna be, Roger who? Roger Woodall from Bournemouth Sevens. So, Roger got us our first number two in the UK chart. Also spoke at one of our live Screw It Juice just do it events in January 2019. And he has had the most downloaded episode throughout, for what, 11 months and however many days until a dramatic change in the last week that has seen a massive run on the number one spot. So somebody with a very engaged community, shall we say, has taken up the challenge and seen a boatload more downloads to overtake Roger and get to number one. Well, first of all, here is, and this is me re-recording it literally as I am walking down to the train station, coming home for Christmas and all that good stuff. Um, so I've literally had to jump on and do this live because I couldn't put it out um, as it was seeing there's been a dramatic change in the last 48, 72 hours or so. So this is live and direct. And this is the quote. Not gonna leave you on that much longer. You might have guessed who it is by now from the post I put up if you saw that on social. But um, here is the quote that we opened episode with. Uh, Dodge from Bournemouth Sevens. In for a hundred grand six months before the first ever festival, thinking it was going to cost a hundred grand to put on. Yeah. I ran out of money. Um, yeah. Obviously, as you know, we had to remortgage the house um, to find another 200 grand. Well, it cost 300 grand to put on a year one. I was expecting it to be a hundred grand. That was the big risk. And if no one turned up at that front gate on that first day, we lost the house. It's simple as that, you know, and, and looking back now, 12 years on, I'm glad we did take the gamble. Um, but year one was a huge gamble. And so that leaves us with our most listened to episode of 2019. And perhaps fittingly enough, this was the first ever number one ranked podcast that we achieved thanks to you for listening to it for downloading it for subscribing to the show for leaving your ratings and reviews for which i am forever grateful because this is what really kicked things off in 2019 and set things into uh, into overdrive with regards to the podcast so number one most listened to episode of Screw It, Just Do It in 2019 was Julian Hearn from Huel. So a massive thank you to everybody who subscribed and downloaded this episode. 
Um, an amazing story. And I had an awesome time visiting Julian and his crew in Hertfordshire and already a big fan, already um, love the product, have my heel at 10, 30, 11 o'clock every day. Um, so already a big fan, left laden with even more Huel, for which I'm very grateful, but it was just a great conversation. Um, I love going out and about and meeting those people who I feature on the show. I'm gonna do more and more of that in 2020. But for those of you who helped this become the first number one ranked podcast that we've had in the UK, that kick-started a lot of other good things throughout the year ended up with number ones in all sorts of countries, Uganda, Kenya, Singapore only last week. I could go on and on and on. It's been one hell of a ride and I'm really looking forward to uh, 2020 where I'm gonna, you know, gotta evolve, gotta change things up a little bit and that's what I'm gonna be doing more of and stay tuned. It's not gonna happen January the 1st, more likely gonna happen towards the end of the first quarter of the year. Start the second quarter of the year in April with um, some new changes um, and new and improved, of course. So uh, thank you once again. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas indeed and a very Happy New Year. If you haven't already listened to previous episode with my roadmap to a successful 2020, then please do so. It is life changing. Without a shadow of a doubt, set my number one goal to get number one podcast in 2020. No surprise, I got there. That is no coincidence. And definitely 75.5, which I know you're probably sick of me banging on about, but I'm gonna do it again. For those of you who wanna come along for the ride, listen to the previous episode I mentioned at the beginning of the show to uh, find out more about that. And join me in January as I do another 75 days. And that's what turbocharged my year, without a shadow of a doubt. Gave me the focus, the determination, the perseverance to achieve whatever I wanted. So if you want to do the same, I strongly advise you to um, listen to that episode, Roadmap to Successful 2020. If you want the hard copy, email me, alex at screwitjustdoit.org and have an amazing year. And here we'll leave you with quotes from the episode with Julian Hearn from Huel. Thank you. When you realise, when you look at powder, powder's got no, no water in it and therefore it's got a shelf life of 12 months because there's no water, no bacteria can live. Then you realise that actually we can make it vegan. If it's vegan, then there's going to be uh, a lot uh, less waste on the, on the planet. Yeah. We can put 14 meals into a single pouch. So again, there's going to be less uh, plastic waste. Mm. So all those things, you start realising actually we can do really good as well as giving something that the end user wants. So we can do something good for the planet, good for animals, and actually mm. good for the end user. So that mission that you see up on the wall, that was set quite soon after we realized this was gonna become something big. So we decided to try and put the, try and get things right in the early days, because I think I hate companies that chop and change too much. Mm. I wanna like get things right first time and stick to them. And, and I think that means that you become a clearer, stronger brand over time, because people know who you stand for and what you are. We think we're probably the uh, the biggest in the UK for sure, biggest in Europe. Uh, we sold, well, we're coming up to our 50 millionth meal that we're going to be sold. Wow. You know, our numbers are, you know, pretty crazy when you look at it. We do, you know, first year we did 750,000. Second year we did 5.7, uh, I think it was. 
Uh, third year we did 14.1 million pounds in revenue. Last year we did 40 million. So in our fourth year, and I did a graph the other day to show us our comparison to put that in perspective, 40 million in the fourth year, Fever Tree, which is worth 3.1 billion, after their fourth year, they were doing about four or five million. Uh, Gymshark, who are a very big company as well, yeah. and they're doing really well. Um, they were doing 12 million in their fourth year, and uh, Brewdog were doing sub 10, mm. in, and they're worth a billion valuation as well. So these are all really big companies that I look yeah. up to, and I think they've you know, done a fantastic job. They're British brands, they've done, uh, they're sort of disruptive as well. Mm. Um, but when you compare it to our numbers, you, you realize how, how much it's exploded. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you if you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org. I promise to reply. Just give me a little time.